Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. Well, this is it, the final study in our series on three cosmic messages, the topic ablaze with God's glory. You say, Derek, where does that come from? Well, you'll find out as you stay with our study. But God wants us to finish with a glorious ending through trusting in Jesus, our Savior. And I'm glad you're with us. If you've missed anything in this series, go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. You can watch the entire series on three cosmic messages. And again, we're glad you're with us today. And welcome to the team. Great to be together again. I'm excited. We've had 11 team teachers in this series. Mm-hmm. And today... I get to teach <laughs> because I love to do that too. And I'm glad Amen. that we're all part of a great miracle of God, right? Amen. So welcome to the team. Also want to welcome Leah. Good to see you again, Leah. Glad you're part of our remote team. Haiti, good to see you. And Tigis, good to see you. Good to have you back as we study together. Yeah. And we're glad that you're with us also. You're an important part of our Hope Sabbath School family. And some of you have been writing to us, but I want to encourage you sshope at hopetv.org. We'd love to hear from you. It's just really exciting. I got a group of emails from a refugee camp today, and I thought, I need to share that, but I want to hear from you, sshope at hopetv.org. And by the way, this is your last opportunity to get that valuable resource, a free gift. Thanks to Pastor Mark Finley and Heart Books, you can receive a free digital copy as a Hope Sabbath School member of Pastor Finley's book, Three Cosmic Messages. What a valuable resource that complements what we've been studying in this series. All you have to do to get your digital copy is go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the free gift button in the middle of the screen and you'll get the information how you can get your copy and you can share that blessing with those around you. But let me just read some emails. We got a cluster of emails from Helen Hall and folks at Eden Valley Academy. You say, well, that sounds like the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> Eden Valley Academy is located in the Mela refugee camp mm-hmm. in no man's land between Thailand and Myanmar. They've been shot at. They've been driven out of the area. They've been through persecutions of many Mm -hmm. kinds. Helen Hall, who leads Eden Valley Academy, went there, I think, on a short-term mission assignment, and that was 35 years ago. She is now 85 years old, Uh and... The school has eight or nine hundred students in it mm. in the refugee camp. Mm. Wow. And I just learned that more than 1,500 through the years of those young people have committed their lives to Jesus Amen. and have been baptized. That's a vast multitude, isn't it? Amen. Praise God. And I want to honor Helen and her team by just reading a few emails. Is that okay? That came to me. I was just really excited. I was like, yes. Helen says, we appreciate hearing the testimonies given your pan- by your panel on Hope Sabbath School to hear of the goodness of God mm. and His love towards everyone Imagine. encourages and inspires us. Well, some of her team wrote some notes too. Tiwa wrote and said, 
I love listening to Hope Sabbath School program. By the way, she teaches English there in the refugee camp at Eden Valley Academy. It enlightens my heart, and I feel blessed. There are many things I can learn from the studies and put into practice. Isn't that beautiful? Amen. I mean, there are, there are challenges in that camp. I won't share them all here on the program, but they are sacrificing mm. so that these young children can come to have an education and come to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, Kinswe teaches biology there in the camp. Hi, family, she says. You say, family, I didn't know people were watching. They actually are staying outside the camp in a town called Mesot, but they go every day into the camp to teach. Thank you for your contributions to share with us your God-given knowledge and understanding about the Word of God. She writes, Kinshwe, I was introduced to Hope Sabbath School by Helen. (laughs) 12 years ago. Since then, Hope Sabbath School has been a part of my life. I used the study guides, our outlines, and listened to what you shared, and then I led out in a Bible class when I was in university. I must say, I love Hope Sabbath School so much. Here's our two notes from children. Now, I just want to pause and thank Sweetie and Jerry for writing to us. Sweetie and Jerry are students in the camp, in the refugee camp at Eden Valley Academy. Sweetie is 15, grade 11. Hello, everyone, Sweetie says. We gave her the wave. I'm a student at Eden Valley Academy studying grade 11. It's such a blessing to listen to Hope Sabbath School every Saturday. Such a privilege to get to learn so many lessons and to get to know many of you. And then Jerry. Jerry's in grade 7, and Jerry is 12. Dear Hope Sabbath School, we watch your channel every Saturday on the computer. (laughs) We watch a sermon, a kid's program, and then Hope Sabbath School. (laughs) It's a privilege to write to you. I'm 12 years old, (laughs) and I live with Dr. Helen. Please say a special hi to the team, whether on camera or behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I say, says Jerry, age 12, God bless you all. <laughs> Let's give Jerry a wave, shall we? Jerry, thanks for being part of our Hope Sabbath School family. Well, that was a little cl- cluster of emails. I had the privilege of holding some meetings in that refugee camp uh, a few years ago. And uh, just so you know, you have no idea when we share the Word of God, we share an uh, experience that we've had. Yeah. Um, what an impact that can be. Well, Donor writes to us from New York. This is a little more mundane than a refugee camp in the United States. And the donor writes and says, Thank you for allowing the Holy Spirit to use you. My favorite program on Hope Channel is Hope Sabbath School. Very rarely do I miss it. When that happens, I always go back to the archives. And that's what you can do, by the way. You can go back to the archives and you can watch not only the one you missed, you can watch the whole series. I always remember a, a young professional in China who found our website and watched 100 hours of interactive Bible studies. Mm-hmm. And today she's a devoted follower of Jesus. Amen. 
Listening to the team brings joy and encourages me to study the Bible, the donor writes. The discussions have been a tremendous blessing and help me to better understand the Bible. Thank you. And a gift of $100 Amen. to bless the global evangelistic media ministry. Isn't that beautiful? Amen. Thank you, donor, for investing in, in this evangelistic media work that, that the kingdom of heaven would be populated with a vast multitude who have accepted the grace of God. One last note from Chileshe, Chileshe in Zambia. I don't know if I said that right. Chileshe. I love Hope Sabbath School, Chileshe writes. It makes me understand the Bible and it comforts me when I'm going through hard times. Glory to God. Well, Chileshe, thank you for writing to us from the beautiful country of Zambia. And, uh, you know, I heard that, that maybe the president of Zambia watches Hope Sabbath School. Wow. I know we have a lot of Hope Sabbath School members there, and we're glad that you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. But right now, it's the last opportunity as a group to sing our theme song taken from Revelation chapter 15, verses 3 and 4. Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Let's sing it together. Mm. Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God. shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, for you alone are holy. Great and marvelous are shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. All nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. Your 
Father in heaven, thank you as we conclude this series on three cosmic messages ablaze with God's glory. Thank you that you promised by your Holy Spirit to lead us into truth. Mm. Amen. I pray that you would be our teacher today and that you would guide as we engage in an in-depth interactive study of your word. May lives be blessed today, including ours. But a vast multitude of our Hope Sabbath School family, maybe some joining for the very first time today, Mm -hmm. may a heavenly blessing come to each one. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Well, before we get to the ablaze with God's glory, which comes from Revelation chapter 18, we want to talk about preparing for the final crisis. Mm -hmm. We know from our series that Mm -hmm. there's a struggle between good and evil, between Christ, the leader of the heavenly host, Son of God, came into humanity our Savior, and Satan, the fallen angel, once called Lucifer. And we said, even in the first study, the most important thing to remember in this series is that Jesus wins, right? We're not going to identify with the deceiver. In fact, we haven't given him much attention, but we know the battle is real. But Jesus wins. But we want to talk about how we should prepare for the final crisis. And I'm going to ask Stephanie if you begin our study with a prophecy from the Apostle Mm -hmm. Paul in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. If you were to read the whole letter of 1 Thessalonians, and of course there were no chapters in the original Mm -hmm. scroll, right before is a glorious picture of the coming of Jesus, Mm -hmm. the resurrection of the righteous dead, and were caught up to Mm -hmm. meet the Lord in the air. But now, it's like, but I need to tell you something important, Stephanie. Could you read 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 6. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. So I have a question for you. This, this idea of thief in the night, does that mean that the coming of Jesus will be secret, Travis? You know, a thief typically doesn't call and say, Travis, I'm planning to rob your house at about 2.30. I heard you're going to be gone this weekend, right? Uh, but what, what do you think it means that he comes as a thief in the night? Well, Derek, I actually got two things out of this when I studied. And that was to those 
who are sons of the day, he's not a thief at all. And they're not even surprised by the event. Mm. But the thing that struck me the most about this is that the people who are going to be destroyed at the, the coming actually think of him as a thief when he actually he's not a thief at all. The world belongs to him. Mm. And, you know, it's really important because the scripture tells us every eye will see him. He comes right yeah. with power and great glory. So this is not a secret coming. Mm. But you're saying for those who are not anticipating it catches them by, by surprise, surprise, Jonathan? Yes. I, I just, there aren't many thieves that come with a trumpet sound. <laughs> oh, you're quoting from the same letter. Yeah. Right, right. The trumpet will sound, the voice of the archangel, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and a resurrection of the dead. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's absolutely nothing secret about that and being caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. But, but that's an interesting idea, Travis, that it's for those who are not looking yeah. mm -hmm. that he comes unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. But he's not a thief at all, is he? He's coming uh, with great love together, his children. Uh, let's look, Leah, maybe you could read for us in First Peter chapter 5 some additional counsel. We're talking about preparing uh, for the end time. First Peter 5, verses 8 through 10. First Peter 5, verses 8 through 10. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking for someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after, after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. I appreciated that smile, Leah, because there's something in that text that was encouraging, right? Yes. We, we know the devil's like a what? Roaring, Roaring lion. lion, just not just trying to intimidate, but to devour, devour, devour. to destroy. So mm -hmm. the crisis is real. What did you find, Samuel, that was really encouraging in this uh, prophetic word from the Apostle Peter? Yes, and you know, for me, particularly verse ten, where you know. I know Peter is encouraging, you know, you'll suffer a little while, you know, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen and establish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. Like, it's <laughs> like when we go to heaven, God is like, you know, I, call, I, take, I took you through all of those troublous times so that you can be here now. Well, that's very personal. That, that's much better than depending on a human resource, mm -hmm. uh, isn't right. it? Yes. Tigist and Haiti are both remote team members. I'm going to ask you both a question, and uh, whichever one would like to go first. I, is there another Bible text that comes to your mind that reinforces the importance of being prepared for the final crisis? Just wave at me if you can think of a text you'd be willing to read. Anybody have one? Haiti, I'm sure you can find a text that you'd like to read there. We're, we're talking about preparing. Uh, is there one that comes to your mind? I am thinking, one didn't just automatically come to my mind, but I'm thinking of um, Matthew chapter 28. Okay. Where I know that the, the Lord gives the Great Commission, and I'm thinking there has to be something there. Uh, in Matthew 28. Well, I think you're right. You'll find something at, at least in verse 20, but maybe somewhere else too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, 
maybe from verse even 19 or verse 10, and then I'll skip down there. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Okay, give us a moment then. So you would like to to read verse 10 of Matthew 28, did you say? Okay. Yeah, well, I just like the the part, if we're ready. Yes, go ahead. He says, then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Ah. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Hmm. All right. Because I feel that 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 is that promise is still true for us today to not right. be afraid. Beautiful. And, and then down to maybe could you start with verse eighteen? Because the one yes. who's talking says all authority is given to me. Mm-hmm. So the one who says don't be afraid, maybe you could read verses eighteen through twenty. Of course. And it says, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit Mm. teaching them to observe all things that i have commanded you and lo i am with you always even to the end of the age amen thank you so much Uh, that was not a text i was expecting but i think it's a great text Part of the preparation, mm-hmm. Sabina, uh, part of the preparation for the end is what? Please definitely go and preach the gospel. <laughs> to do what we're doing on Hope Sabbath School, right? Exactly. Uh, if I say, no, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble till Jesus comes. Mm-hmm. I don't care about anyone else. I could be lost yes. because if the love of God is in my heart, right, I'm going to right. want to share with others. Several hands raised. Antigas, then I'm going to come to a scripture that you think um, also is important. Yes, Sabina. Uh, so just going along the lines of what you were saying, you know, when we contemplate this final events and things that may be coming, one may wonder, what is my role? What should I be doing in this time? And be afraid, right? And be trying just to kind of... Um, just decipher what's going on and keep myself safe inside of my, my bedroom maybe and flee from <laughs> any difficulties when actually all that we should be doing is sharing the love of Christ. That's ah. what we are called to. Mm. We learn those things because it's important just as we read and Travis was reading, God doesn't want us to be taken as if there is a teeth and then we are oblivious about what's going on. He wants to illuminate us, but it, that's for encouraging us towards loving others and loving Him, which is our core mission. That's what we are about. So I want you to hold on to that idea about being motivated by love because we're going to come back to it in just a minute. But I think there were some other hands to respond. Jonathan. Yeah, I just wanted to throw in, I know that there's um, a number of texts that talk about, I mean, one could look at the... Um, uh, people in the end that the, the follow the Lamb wherever He goes, and 144,000. There's a number of this picture that at the end there will be people that are solely sold out to God and that have this 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 beautiful testimony of something about their lives. But what what I think sometimes can be cause fears like oh well it, it kind of becomes a focus on us like we have to do something. And but there's a number of texts just like the one we read. That, that say that it, it is Christ's role to get there. I mean, like, mm. uh, himself will restore, confirm, and strengthen. And that's in the, 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 the context of the end of time. And there's some other ones. I can't remember the one sure. I just read. But well, that... let's listen to Tigis. She's got one for Perfect. us, too. Tigis, uh, a Bible promise that, or a, a word of counsel that reminds us of the importance of uh, 
of preparation for the imminent return. Is there one that comes to your mind? Uh, the one that came to my mind was Matthew 24. And it talks about the end times, uh, especially going from uh, verse 4 to 8, where it talks about um, that nations will go fighting against nations, war will come up, kingdoms upon kingdoms, famine will be there. And that's so warning us what is uh, going to come before Jesus Christ comes. We can also talk about same Matthew, where um, the parable of the wedding and the feast where God invites everyone, but people were busy and didn't show up to the wedding. So those are the two uh, uh, books from Matthew chapters that come to my mind. Thank you so much for sharing that. Of course, we're talking about the word of Jesus there, right? He wants us in another place, he says, discerning the signs Mm -hmm. of the times, right? Mm -hmm. So Tigis was sharing about all of the prophecies Jesus predicted things that would happen, including pestilences, which sounds rather familiar right now, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. But the most important lesson, we've got several hands, I'm going to hold off on new texts, but if you'd like to just react to what we're talking about, I'm going to come to you, Gladys, first. Um, Why is it so important that we take this preparation seriously. Gladys? I think that that preparation, you know, when you are invited to an event and you don't prepare for it, then you feel out of place. Mm. So Christ has invited us to his great banquet. And that reminds us of the one who showed up without a garment, Exactly. Mm -hmm. So he wants to dress us with his righteousness. Mm -hmm. And if we are setting our minds on things of this earth, and not taking the time to to prepare ourselves, the end of times will take us like a thief on the night and destroy us. Wow, mm-hmm. Travis. You know, I know you told me not to quote a text, but I can't <laughs> help it because I learned you can a text. Quote it. Being okay. part of Hope Sabbath School, I learned one in our scripture songs, and that is in the Proverbs. Listen to counsel and mm-hmm. receive instruction mm-hmm. that you may be wise in the latter days. God mm-hmm. wants us to be mm-hmm. wise when it comes to his mm-hmm. second coming so that he doesn't come to us as a thief. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that's beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. You can sing that to us later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's why we hide the word in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the Holy Amen. Spirit brings it to our remembrance. Sabina. And also thinking of preparing to something, you know, God, he made us um, free free to move, to go and come, and to make decisions, and very important decisions that we do every day. And what occurs to me, the importance of receiving those alerts is because He cannot force us into His kingdom, right? He cannot force us, but He can gives us, uh, give us alerts, use prophets, use circumstances around us to awaken us to the urgency of, of what's coming. So for me, the importance of us considering all that also is because just the way that we function, that God created us, that we, at times, we do need advice and alerts so that we can keep moving. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, you said earlier, Sabina, and I'm going to ask you to go to First John chapter 3. You said that, that all of this preparation should be motivated mm-hmm. by love. Yes. Yeah. It's not by fear, right? Yeah. Uh, if you have a relationship with the Savior, mm-hmm. you're not afraid that He's coming back. Mm-hmm. We're actually excited, right? Yes. But, but I think that's a really important point because some people are like, oh, no, you know, mm-hmm. final crisis. 
-hmm. but read for us first John 3 verses 1 to 3 that mm -hmm. all of our preparation including as Tigus read going out and sharing mm -hmm. the gospel is motivated by love yes. right love for God and love for others okay so I'll be reading from the New King James Version it's first John chapter 3 from verses 1 to 3 and the word says behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. So this uh, motivation by love is what causes us to draw closer to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Can we, by the way, purify ourselves? What do you think? No. No. <laughs> that, that's the work of God, right? Yes. The work of God. So I want to be practical now. And Lee, I'm going to ask you first a question and then give a couple of others here uh, in the studio an opportunity. How has God been impressing you to prepare and and you know not just for the final crisis I know that will happen but really to prepare for the soon coming of Jesus because that's what we want to be mm -hmm. ultimately prepared for mm -hmm. is this kind of a personal question and there's no right or wrong answer but how has the Spirit of God been impressing you Aaliyah to prepare well Derek um, if I could share another verse just right very closely to the one we just read in um, First John chapter four, verse eight, it says, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. And it goes on to say how he makes himself manifest through us and how that is how we are able to provide love and witness to others. And I think the overarching theme of this study has been we have such a thing to share with people so that they can be saved not that they need to be on the lookout for something scary that might happen mm. but because we have such a love and such a joy of of what we get to look forward to and the gift that god has given us mm. so i think verses like these continue to encourage me to do the right thing and to listen to god's prompting and to treat others with the care and consideration that he would have me to so that they can be aware of his love and then be made aware of the things that are to come so that they can be with him in eternity. Amen. Amen. Wow, that's beautiful, isn't it? Doesn't Jesus say somewhere, uh, this is the sign actually that you are my disciples? If you love one another. If you love one another, and the mm -hmm. word used there is the agape love. Mm -hmm. yes. So that self-sacrificing love, which you cannot generate. Yes. It's poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit who's given mm -hmm. to you. But Leah, thank you for pointing that out. That may be what someone would not have expected. And that is my preparation is to love more in the name of Jesus. We were thinking of food storage, and, you know, taekwondo lessons. This is, we do not fight with the weapons of this world, do we? Rather, Scripture says, our weapons have divine power. Yes. For demolishing strongholds. Amen. Praise God. Uh, yeah, some chances here. I'm going to start with Sabina and then Gladys. How's God been impressing you to prepare, not just for the final crisis, which mm -hmm. is real, but 
for the imminent return of Jesus. Derek, I'm also going to respond quoting scripture. I'm thinking of, you know, Colossians chapter 3, when God... Would you like to read it for yes, us? Yes, okay. we can read it. Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, and that goes from verse 1 to 4, uh, but I'm, my focus is on verse 2. So okay, maybe for I can, time's sake, if I'll we could just read Colossians... Two. 3 and verse 2. Exactly. And what so translation are you reading from? I'm reading from the New King James Version. And the Word of God says, Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Mm -hmm. So I think that one of the ways that I'm always preparing to live a life with Jesus and considering my eternal destiny is really to set my mind on things above. Amen. That everything around me is always calling me to consider more kind of mundane matters, uh, which they also have a place in our routines, right? Mm -hmm. But more than like spending time, maybe watching too much TV mm. or <laughs> considering just like, oh, um, you know, how can I make more money or purchase some particular something like to you spend my life <laughs> already considering what's my eternal uh, purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really helpful, at least to me when I'm prioritizing what I value most in life, where I'm going to put my time and my money and my energy. And that has led me to make important decisions truly like that are focused geared to that. And I hope that that's what preparing me also to whatever happens in this process, even the final events. Mm -hmm. Amen. So we're running out of time, but Gladys, you are <laughs> bursting at the seams. Um, well, what would you like to share? How's God been impressing you? I know some of our Hope Sabbath School family know you've also faced some health challenges. People have been praying for you. Uh, we all need to recognize that time is short. Yeah. How has God been impressing you to prepare for the imminent return of Jesus? Well, I love music, and I have shared that before. And and recently, it's just like the Lord woke me up, woke me up with this song. I don't know if you've heard it before with from Heritage Singers. It said, I miss my time with you. Mm. And the song just kept playing. It was like 3.34 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it was like the Spirit impressing me, you know, to just get up. And, and spend time with God, like undisturbed time. Yes. So I just love when he does that, wakes me up. Just, I want to spend time with you. So for me, that is preparing me for not only the challenges of the day, but the crisis has come. So these are very yeah. practical. Love more in the name of Jesus, right? And spending time and the mind. setting our setting minds. Setting my minds on things above. above. It, it's, it's, um, it's, it's really my heart relationship with the Lord, isn't it? Well, we want to talk about uh, the scripture role, calling us back to scripture, because as we've studied in this series, we know there has been an apostasy. Tragically, the Christian church drifted away from scripture, yes. from the conviction that it's through Christ alone that we're saved, and, and salvation was sold, and people were paid so that people could get out of some kind of torture and, 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 and confusion resulted. The Bible was taken away. But a reformation began. Um, we studied about that in a previous uh, lesson. When did that reformation begin, would you say? Any, anybody want to tell us? Haiti, when in your thoughts would you say that reformation began? Uh, was it going all along but just gained momentum? What do you think? 
I think that the Holy Spirit was working on people's hearts throughout many years, and there was always truth. Praise God, there were always people studying the Word of God and following it like uh, was mentioned in a previous study, the Waldensians. But I think that the Reformation itself began when a priest was impressed uh, by the Holy Spirit also in an in-depth study of the Word of God, uh, a priest named Martin Luther, that there is nothing we can do to save ourselves absolutely nothing we are justified you know that that we call that concept justification by faith we are saved by faith in christ jesus not by our works and do you and remember there's many things we could share but do you remember what uh, what um, i was gonna say event but it was i guess action. kind of a project that really mm. bothered uh, this um, monk priest martin luther that he said that's not right mm. anybody yeah. jason you remember what that was yeah so there was a corrupt person who was working for the church in rome uh to sell these things called indulgences basically this paper that would say that all your sins could be forgiven not because you confess them to god but because the p pope in rome and this corrupt guy had created this deal to give you a paper and you would give money and then because you gave that money your sins would be forgiven called indulgences which is a corruption of God's role in forgiving our sins mm -hmm. and tragically that system continues mm -hmm. so uh, who who besides uh, Martin Luther was some of the great reformers and again they were devout part of the church calling the church mm -hmm. back to, to try to repent, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a name that comes to your mind, Jonathan. Yeah, I like the story of, of John Wycliffe. He's called, I think, the harbinger of the Reformation. He was in um, England, and uh, somebody knows that country. And um, <laughs> the, the things he was doing and talking about were just amazingly advanced for his time period. And what was it that really unlocked the door? The Bible. Uh, it was the Bible. the Bible. It was yeah. bringing the Bible into the language of the people. Mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. and, and tragically, people were killed yeah. mm -hmm. for that conviction. Mm -hmm. But once the Bible came, mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. great truth came. Like, mm -hmm. what were some of the great truths that emerged during the Reformation besides the one that Haiti mentioned, salvation by faith in Christ alone? Mm. Yes, Samuel. One truth that came out was sola scriptura, which means Bible and Bible alone. So challenging the idea that the decisions of the religious structure yeah. mm -hmm. or the traditions yeah. um, had authority over the Bible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the Bible was the foundation oh. for our faith. Now, those are some of the uh, key uh, Reformation teachings, but, and we think of Luther and Calvin and Zwingli, mm -hmm. but there were reformers after that because the Reformation, mm. well, when should the Reformation end? What's the question? <laughs> when, Jesus the when Jesus returns. Oh, I think, I think <laughs> it will end when Jesus returns in yeah. glory yes. because we're continuing on. Yeah. Jason, can you think of some reformers who came after? Tragically, some of the early Protestant reformers persecuted people mm -hmm. who wanted the Reformation to continue. Mm -hmm. Who comes to your mind? The people who were the Baptists, they recognized the importance that when one makes a choice to follow Jesus and be baptized, 
One baptism is by immersion, and it should be done when you're at an age to understand, and not just as an infant, as a little baby with sprinkling. So the whole truth of baptism by immersion as an adult. And tragically, mm -hmm. the, some of the Anabaptists were drowned. Mm -hmm. They were given that second baptism because they mm -hmm. believed mm -hmm. in, in Bible teaching, like Jesus was mm -hmm. baptized and told, told us to teach and baptize. Yes. And you can't do that with a little baby, right? right? Yes. Uh, who were some of the other great reformers besides uh, the, the Baptists? Mm. Someone? Yes? I think this, this was several generations later than yes. Martin Luther, but we have John Wesley. Right. You know, mm. He came to the U.S., but then he went back and he was the you know, founder of Methodism. Mm -hmm. you know, and you know, it was talking about purity and holiness to God. And so that is another vital truth that came out of this mm -hmm. Reformation that was progressing. Yeah. Sure. So the Reformation continues, and you say it will continue yeah. until Jesus returns yeah. in glory. Mm -hmm. And what guides us, Sabina, in that Reformation? Mm -hmm. Is it, uh, well, it's, it's not a corrupt religious structure that will guide us, right? Mm. Um, there, there was, by the way, a counter-Reformation, and many were killed in that counter-Reformation mm -hmm. as well. Yep. Mm -hmm. What guides us in that uh, ongoing uh, reformation. Pastor Derek, it cannot be anyone else but the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so it's the Holy Spirit who's been guiding those who were in the dark ages, who guided, I believe, Luther and Calvin and Wesley and all those that we were talking about, William Miller and so many others. And I think that's the same Holy Spirit that we need to rely on to guide us. So I'm going to ask uh, Tigist if you would read a verse that supports what Sabina just said in John 16 and verse 13. John 16 and verse 13, uh, because we're hearing that really the only one who can lead us in true reformation is the Holy Spirit of God. How does that read in your Bible, the words of Jesus uh, in John chapter 16 and verse 13? Uh, John 16, verse 13, and I'll be reading from the New Ki King James Version. It says, mm -hmm. uh, verse 13, sorry. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Mm. Is that good news? Yes. Amen. The Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. Now, I'm going to ask someone to quote a text for me now, because we've got to move on to the next section. So you quote the text, Who memorized when you were little? <laughs> Gladys, Psalm 119. It's a song. It's a song where Verse 105, song. smiling again, Gladys. <laughs> Because the Holy Spirit does not work apart from Scripture. From scripture. That's why the Bible yep. had to become accessible yeah. mm -hmm. for the Reformation yeah. to continue. Yeah. What, is it, what does the psalmist say under inspiration? Psalm 119, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Mm -hmm. So the Holy Spirit will lead us into truth, right? Mm -hmm. But He uses Scripture. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's why, I want to talk to our Hope Sabbath School members right now. That is why people say, well, how come you're always reading the Bible on Hope Sabbath School? <laughs> the answer is the Holy Spirit will guide you yes. mm -hmm. as you read the Word of God to be a lamp to your feet 
a light to your path. And that is why the Bible is so important. By the way, people can memorize the Bible and be lost. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. Demons know the scriptures. Mm -hmm. But when I pray for the Holy Spirit to lead me into truth, the miracle is going to happen. Well, after one last comment by Samuel, this is a great study. We have to move to the ablaze with the glory. But if we've learned something so far, the most important preparation for the crisis is to draw close to Jesus, to love as Jesus loves, to keep our minds fixed on things above, to share, as Tigger said, the gospel message so that many others will be ready, right, when he comes. Samuel? And, you know, talking about Reformation progressing as people studied the scripture in the 19th century, there were some uh, faithful, devout people who studied the Bible and believed that Jesus was coming soon. And as they studied more, they even understood the r- truth about the Sabbath, which many for many centuries has lost sight of. Mm-hmm. So there's an ongoing discovery, not, not of new truth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's truth that was there from the beginning, but yeah. a rediscovery maybe mm-hmm. is the right word, right, Jason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A rediscovery of Bible truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to Revelation 18 for the last section mm-hmm. of our study And I'm going to ask Katie if you'd read Revelation 18 and verse 1. Uh, Here's an angel with an important message. All right. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And it says, After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. Hmm. So... This angel comes. Who is this angel? Do we know? Sometimes, like if it's Gabriel, the angel Gabriel came, right? To Mary, for example, or to Daniel. Um, It sounds like an important... By the way, this word angelos can be messenger. So it can be a messenger from heaven. It may not be a created being like an angel. But uh, what do you think, Travis? Well, I know in Malachi it describes Jesus as being a messenger. And I have to tell you, Derek, after studying this, uh, that says that, that he comes down with great authority. In Matthew mm-hmm. twenty-eight eighteen, we read that Jesus was given all authority. I believe <laughs> yeah. this is the Son of God. This is the Son of God. This, this is obviously not the second coming event itself, right? When right. he comes with 10,000 of his angels. But... Uh, so this is not a created being. This is the eternal Son of God because you're saying had great authority. Mm. Is there any other indication that this might be none other than the Son of God, also called the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, besides this indication of great authority? Jonathan? Um, what struck me was at the end it says, the earth was made bright with his glory. (laughs) That's a lot of glory for an angel. (laughs) So uh, this is either a covering cherub who's been so close to the glory of God, Mm -hmm. right? A created being. The angels were created, right? Lucifer says, since the day you were created. So the angels are created beings that one of those so close to the very throne of God there's so much glory, even yep. just reflected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you're saying if that glory is actually His glory, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. anybody else, what, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason, do you think this could indeed be the Son of God? I think so, because 
the only other places in Scripture generally where you have this level of illuminated with His glory or brightness of His glory, that you have that reference when Jesus was uh, born in Bethlehem, uh, when He came to this earth, um, references of where God met you know, Moses or even the Ark of the Covenant. So these are, this is clearly heavenly divine language. And, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking while, while Jason's talking about the transfiguration, yeah, the where his glory yeah. is revealed, yeah. Yeah. right? Well, that's an interesting thought. We'll probably get a few emails on that one. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, but if it is the Son of God, we're not talking about a created being angel, mm-hmm. right? But a heaven-sent messenger, none other mm-hmm. than the Son of God, Messiah and Savior. Mm-hmm. So we need to look at what the message is. Mm-hmm. And Travis, well, I've got to pause before we read the next two verses. What is the glory? Let's say it is indeed the Son of God, right? The eternal Son of God. What is His glory? Mm-hmm. Hope, what would you say? When I was studying for this lesson, um, Derek, I found it really interesting to um, read these verses in the Bible that speak of God's glory. And as we read them, and I guess we could just go ahead and go to the one in Exodus specifically spoke mm-hmm. to me because... Um, You're thinking of Exodus yes, uh, 33, Exodus 33 verses 18 and 19? Yes. By the way, it's exciting that we're studying the Bible, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, we're yeah. learning together. Uh, but you'd like to read for us Exodus 33 verses 18 and 19? Yes, yeah. um, I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And he said, please show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. And this excited me because here we see that God's glory is his character, but more specifically his love and goodness. Mm -hmm. And so when the earth is lighted up with his glory, it means the whole earth is shown a clear picture of his love. Beautiful. Amen. We're not just talking about lumens. Is that the right word? Yeah. <laughs> We're not just talking about like some big bright light, but the beauty of his character yes. is revealed. Yeah. And by the way, um, that's part of what Tiggis was talking about earlier, that we go mm-hmm. as his representatives yes. to tell the truth mm-hmm. about the beauty of God's character. Mm-hmm. Now, Travis, I need you to read verses 2 and 3 of Revelation 18, and then, Leah, I'm going to ask you to read verse 4. This, this is bringing everything together mm-hmm. from the three cosmic messages because this is the fourth angel, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe we should say four cosmic messages, <laughs> right? The Fourth angel, what's the message in Revelation 18, verses 2 and 3? And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. And now verse 4. Now this is interesting, Leah. I'm going to ask you to read it because it says another voice. So I want to know who the other voice is, okay? So think about this as Leah reads Revelation 18 and verse 4. 
I'll be reading from the English Standard Version, and it reads, Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you take part in her sins, lest you share in her plagues. Now, Leah, stay there because I'm going to ask you a question, okay? Who do you think that voice is? Mm. If the messenger that came down and filled the earth with the glory and of great authority was none other than the Son of God, our Savior, who's the voice that says, Come out of her, my people? It still has to be the Lord because we're referred to as his people come out of her, my people. It's a plea for us to repent and to come out. So so would you say that the God has is involved in the last great appeal? Yes. We know the Holy Spirit is leading us into truth. Mm-hmm. Travis, who's this voice come out of her, my people? If the first one is the Son of God, I was thinking of John chapter 10. Jesus says, I have you in my hands. No one could snatch you up. But then he says... And if anyone, and my father has you in his hands and no one can snatch you out of his hands. Mm. I believe this is probably the voice from the throne of God, the mm. father. Come out of her, my people. So the yeah. father who spoke and said, this is my beloved son mm-hmm. in whom I'm well pleased mm. is appealing with love. Mm. Yes. Come out of her, my people. Mm. Mm. Amen. Yeah. This last earnest appeal Why is it so urgent, Samuel? Come out of her, my people. I think, you know, here in this verse, we see God, if I could use this word, being desperate. Mm. You know, the earth event is about to end. The earth is about to, you know, destroy. And God is like, just come out. Just come out. You know, it's God's desperate final call. And we'll discover from 1 Peter Chapter 2, verse 9. Stephanie, if you could read that for us. Because I love this. I actually learned this in a scripture song. But, but it's, it's actually a promise. It's, it's actually a prophecy about being called out of darkness into... Well, let's hear, let's hear what it says. This is a prophecy by the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Peter. 1 Peter 2, 9. The New King James Version says... But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Mm. So we got three minutes for some testimony. Short. So I want a little testimony from several of you. I'm going to start with the remotes. Wave your hand. A time when you felt you were in darkness and God called you into his marvelous light. Raise your hand if any of you, anyone would. Okay, Leah, I'm going to go first and then I saw Haiti too. A time God called you out of darkness. It's hard for us to imagine, but tell us when it happened. Well, Derek, you know the story already. Um, most of us, all of us have recently walked through the COVID pandemic and that was a dark time because um, most of us were kept from being together and certainly from being in church and communing um, as fellow believers. Um, but my family and I found Hope Sabbath School and it was a wonderful encouragement to be um, in communion with the saints and to um, experience um, the uplifting power um, of God through that from this community. Mm. Praise God. Thank you, Leah, for sharing that. Haiti, we'd like to hear from you too. A short testimony of a time when God called you out of a dark place. By the way, wasn't that a beautiful testimony by Leah? Yes. I mean, that's why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Haiti, a time when you just felt in a dark place and 
God brought you out into his marvelous light. Come out of her, Haiti, right? Come out of her, my daughter. Well, despite having been raised in a loving Christian home and knowing God and even experiencing like miracles, I would say, flat out and having seen like spiritual things, I got to a point where because of pain and suffering, I was wondering, I know there's a spiritual world, but I I doubted, does God really exist? Mm -hmm. And that made me go into a very dark place, a very dark pit, I would say, for a time. And praise God through the study of his word, um, through conversations with my brother, through watching Hope Sabbath School with my Bible wide open in my (laughs) hands. This is my Bible. (laughs) Um, God brought me out of that pit. And I praise God for that. That is why he says uh, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. And now he keeps impressing me. Don't keep it to yourself. Like Pastor Derek always says, go and share what you know with others. I don't know everything, but what I know, I know that he wants me to share. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing that, Haiti. What a great study. What a great way to finish this series, Three Cosmic Messages. The best way to prepare is to press close to the one who wins. That's Jesus. Let his love be in your heart. Let your mind be on heavenly things. Share with others what he has done for you, and, and be a blessing in the name of Jesus. I think that's the best way to prepare yes. for the soon coming of Jesus. Amen. Let's pray together that we can have that experience every day. Father in heaven, oh, thank you for your immeasurable and unfailing love. Lord Jesus, Son of God, thank you for all that you gave in the plan of salvation. And Holy Spirit, thank you for drawing us to Jesus Mm -hmm. and leading us into truth. Bless us as we follow you leading day by day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. You say, Derek, this was a great study. (laughs) Well, don't stop studying the Word of God. It's the best preparation to draw close to Him. Mm -hmm. Take what you've learned. Go out and be a blessing to those around you. 